Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. everybody and welcome to NFLs. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade and here with me today I have uh, Ezra, Ezra Wade. Oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness. Gosh. God bless you. <laughs> that was my cat jumping onto my desk. I did not expect him to do that. Oh jeez. You have Ezra Wade. I have um, Rion Wilkinson. It's going to be a chaotic episode. It's going to be a Ezra, good one. That's for sure. Are you going to let Ezra share some of his thoughts and opinions with us on some of these teams? Yeah, let's hear what he has to say right now. Oh, he just started thinking about the Eagles. Me too, buddy. Is he crying? Is that how yeah. you can tell he was thinking about yeah. the Eagles? <laughs> well, everyone, today um, we're going to talk about probably my two um, least favorite divisions. I don't know if I had to say. Probably. Definitely don't care for the NFC South that much at all, if I'm being honest. Um, I like the Colts. <laughs> anyway, this is we're going to talk about the South, the Southern divisions today. Yeah, this is like the uh, <laughs> this is like the bun in between the two patties on the Big Mac, like going from east, south, to west. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I'm uh, I. Maybe this is a division I have the least amount of personal stakes in, or like the direction, I suppose you could say, that I just don't really care. Um, not a lot of great teams here. Not a lot of interesting storylines. Couple of crappers. I think this is going to be a fast one. What are, what, are, what, are your, what are your what's your vibe on the southern on the southern direction in our in our football country, Andrew? Yeah, we've got. Maybe like four of the worst teams in the NFL uh, to talk about today, so that's always going to be super exciting. But yeah, I don't have much stake in the South either, uh, as like a direction in the NFL or as a concept in general. Um, just always like the North better, honestly. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about the South. That's I I feel that. All right, well. Ezra is crying, which show tradition means it's time to start talking about the Texans. So I guess, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess we got to get on to that. So the Texans, not only are they one of the uh, four worst teams in the NFL, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the number one worst team in the NFL, uh, right mm-hmm. up there, ranked number 32. Um, so a big part of that, I mean, they got rid of like a lot of good players in the last two years uh obviously right before firing bill o'brien uh he managed to ship out one of the best uh wide receivers in the league for pennies on the dollar and uh just has not gotten better since then they don't have very good draft capital um and then plus we don't have to get too much into this and the whole deshaun watson situation um just a lot of murkiness there gotta say it doesn't look uh like he is as good of a person as we might have hoped (laughs) yeah um hopefully the allegations are untrue but uh 24 is a big number um so 
that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Texans, they there's a there's a there's a glimmer of hope for something to talk about for the Texans. If you want to make some money off of them, they're plus two fifty to go zero and seventeen this year. So I like that bet a good bit. Um, you can get two and a half times your money if they don't win any games. You can spend every Sunday rooting against uh, the worst team in football. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good wager. I think uh, their over under is at four, and even four. Um, talked about them not having good draft capital. That really showed in their draft GPA. I have them at a one point six eight, as what I saw. Yeah, draft I GPA. see one point six three at the lowest Yikes. of the thirty two teams. Yeah, that's that's pretty awful. And then to round it all off, fifteenth uh, strength of schedule. So I mean, right in the middle there. But like I said. Uh, plus 250 to go 0-17. I like the bet. Tyrod Taylor is going to start for a quarterback this year if he doesn't have a lung punctured. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the four here. What about yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely also taking the under. I think I think one or two wins like are about as much as you're going to get out of this team this year. Um, I, I think, it, as you mentioned, they tend to have pretty terrible drafting capital, which is why they've kind of slowly spun out of being one of like the better teams in the AFC into being like probably the absolute worst team in the AFC in these last two or three years. Um, like they're consistently they've, they've been, uh, I see on this site that this is the fourth rank. This is the fourth year in a row that the Texans average GPA ranking is 30th or below. So just like yep. kind of, Slowly declining themselves out of contention, not bringing up any new talent. It's pretty plain to see. I mean, I just like just having the draft tracker pulled up, like no first round picks at all this year, picking up uh, like a third round pick quarterback from Stanford, like yeah. with, with with the situation that they have going on right now. Just yeah, this this is a sinking ship for sure. I think Houston at thirty second is probably the the most like across the board opinion I've seen in power rankings this off season. And it's kind of hard to disagree. I think it's pretty safe to say this is going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Um, if not for the fact that they've been on this, they just seemingly have been interested in sending all good talent out without bringing any good talent in and now being separated from kind of the only true highlight on their roster um, that, I I perceived them to have in Deshaun Watson due to this legal stuff. It just uh, not looking good for the Texans. So yeah, definitely taking the under. Um, definitely in favor of the of the zero and seventeen bet as well. So I might have to go in on that. <laughs> yeah, not too bad of an idea. Just so many good things to talk about. So many exciting things to talk about next as we get into the Jaguars. <laughs> um, guess we're projecting this to be the third place team in this division. Not saying too much. Uh, they do have Trevor Lawrence coming in, the, like the most highly rated uh, quarterback coming out of college since like Peyton Manning. So mm-hmm. we'll see if he can live up to all that hype. They got his uh, college running back Travis Etienne in the first round as well. So. It's going to be good for both of them, I think, getting some familiarity there in a new system. Uh, Urban Meyer is coming in to coach, coming out of retirement from uh, Ohio State. And biggest storyline here, Tim Tebow is on the team for the time being as a tight yeah. end. So 
we'll see we'll see where that goes um they're over under sitting at six and a half uh i'm gonna take the under here i think they will be much improved one one game a season ago but i think six five four to six is probably a good number for them to aim for with all the moving parts and new stuff going on so mm. yeah what what was the over under again six and a half six and a half yeah i'm definitely taking the under um for me i think like I, I I understand why they would be pretty excited about Trevor Lawrence, um, and I understand why there is like a little bit of hope um, for this franchise, but the reality for me is that they're probably only going to find themselves at three or four wins again. I expect them to be one of the worst teams in the league. Again, I've seen them ranked as high as 28th and as low as like 32nd, so like pretty much across the board. Um even even with the prospect of Trevor Lawrence being exciting, the reality is is that this is the worst defense in the AFC. Like maybe even the worst defense in in the league. Period. Um, mm. The it, it's pretty easy for just about any team to outscore them, even with um, an exciting prospect with like Trevor Lawrence. Not not to mention, uh, I believe Pro Football Focus had their O line ranked thirty first in the league last year or something like that. So. That to me, especially in the AFC of um, out of the two conferences, like those two facts are like not great for Trevor Lawrence's prospects, and yeah. I have a feeling he's going to find himself having a pretty middling open opening year, even if they do have like, if, even if they do manage to put some stuff together in off on offense. Um, it's just in in the AFC you get a schedule that like takes advantage of the worst defense in the league, um, and it they're just gonna like sure they might be putting up twenty in their losses, but I I, I see a lot of losses <laughs> ahead for them. So I'm I'm taking the under on this team for sure. No hope for for Jacksonville. Uh, these two franchises that we've talked about so far are kind of bottom of the barrel when it comes to this conference. Yeah, agree. And they just happen to be shoved in the same division together. So how much fun is that that we get to see the Jags and Texans yeah, play twice this year? <laughs> Can't wait to watch those games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I it's it is pretty funny how um, conferences seem to bottom out <laughs> like simultaneously. Like um, you would expect just a, across the board for every conference to have like a couple pretty stellar teams, one that is like an emerging roster and then one that doesn't look very good. But typically it's not really like that. Like usually you'll have like the NFC West where the rich are getting richer and then you have conferences like this one or the NFC East where just all the garbage is being piled up on one conf- on one division. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we found a way to bash on the Eagles still in an episode where we're not talking about the Eagles, but... That's a good point. <laughs> so, uh, other two teams in this division. It's going to get a little better here for this discussion. Um, they are pretty close together. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, what, Let's go with Indianapolis first. Indy. Indy. So, big storyline in Indy. New starting quarterback rolling on into town. Uh, my, former, my former guy, Carson Wentz, traded. To the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts this offseason. Uh, reuniting with Frank Reich, who, of course, was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia that year that Carson Wentz looked like the MVP before he 
tore his ACL and right. the year that the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, so that could be that could speak great things for Carson Wentz. I personally never really, uh, I never wanted to get rid of him. Never we had mm-hmm. him. No, I mean, obviously now I'm moved on. I'm a, all on the Jalen Hurts train now. But I still think he's got some good football left in the tank. And I think this change of situation is really going to help him. The Colts are a team that just continues to improve every year. Uh, they got a good mm-hmm. O-line. They've got uh, solid defense. They've got, like I talked about, Frank Reich. He's a great play caller, and he will be. Uh, it'll be. I think it'll benefit Carson very much to be back with him. I don't think he'll be on that MVP level, um, but I think he'll be probably somewhere in between that and where he was in 2019 when he dragged right, our, yeah. our terrible team to the playoffs uh, in that bad division. So, uh, And then on top of that, they got Jonathan Taylor, uh, second-year running back. He really broke out the end of last year, and now he's like viewed as one of the premier running backs in the league. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how he develops and what kind of uh, relationship him and Carson Wentz can develop together as well. But over under for this team is surprisingly low, in my opinion, nine and a half. Um, I believe they won 11 last year, if I'm not mistaken. So mm. I didn't see this team. This team just got better, in my opinion, in the offseason on yeah, both sides of the agree. ball. So I'm I'm going to take the over for the Colts here. Yeah, same here. No, for sure. I agree. I think... Um, this, this division is pretty fascinating because you kind of have this, like, <laughs> this, like, two of the, of the fastest moving off the cliff teams in the AFC, and then this Grand Canyon that separates them from these two, like, I think the most, like, trending upward teams in the AFC, like, in, in Indianapolis and Tennessee, like, these are both teams that have not managed to be in the elite for a long time, for, for the for the Titans for ever really, but yeah. um, both pretty young rosters with a lot of players who just never really managed to put the pieces together on other like franchises who are kind of um, finding second chances on these teams like Tannehill or, uh, or Carson Wentz now um, in Indianapolis. So I think, I think that is kind of what makes this division so fascinating. Indianapolis to me right now, I think I'm going to give like a slight disadvantage in winning the division like versus Tennessee like right now I'd say maybe 55 to 60 percent chance that this is Tennessee's division in my, in my opinion with like a um like 40 to to 45 percent chance of Indianapolis taking it I was really hoping that Indianapolis would target the uh would target their their lines on both sides of the ball this offseason just because uh the Titans like really started finding their number on the ground game um, last year, and also they they lost a couple of pretty key um, offensive lineman players uh, that I was hoping that they would be able to to boost up in the draft. They did not. I think that that was kind of why they ended up getting a pretty middling draft GPA, a two point two nine, bottom five for a few different people. So, um, yeah, all of that to say, I think Indianapolis like. Is looking really solid. I I'm definitely taking the over. I'd say 11 to 12 wins is reasonable for this team, but I think a couple of slight key issues, like especially the the Tennessee matchup, is kind of what's keeping them outside of the elite in the AFC right now, in my opinion. But um, maybe you disagree. I don't know. What do you think? No, I think um, I think you hit the nail kind of right on the head. Just kind of being in that division with the Titans last year, especially kind of kept them out of that conversation a little bit. And um, 
you know, I think they beat the Titans once last year in the first game that mm-hmm. they played, but then the second game, Titans, as you said, Derrick Henry kind of just exploded in that game. Yeah. And, uh, so that's going to be something they're going to have to deal with two times again this year uh, is figuring out how to stop Derrick Henry. Um, but they did shore up their defensive line a little bit, at least in the first round. They drafted uh, Quiety Pay, I think that's how you say his name, <laughs> out of Michigan. Mm. But uh, a lot of people weren't expecting him to fall as far as he did to make it to the Colts. So I'm sure they were pretty mm-hmm. pretty ecstatic that Happy they were able that to get him. Yeah. yeah. And then I forgot to mention they are tied for the 23rd ranked uh, strength of schedule. So pretty easy schedule. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'll help boost that win total a little bit. I mean, it's pretty hard to have a high-ranking strength of schedule if you're Tennessee or Indianapolis just because you get, you get four games a year versus Houston and, and Jacksonville. Yeah, the only well, – especially for the Colts. Uh, unfortunately for the Titans, since they won the division last year, that does make theirs a good bit harder. A little bit tougher, so, yeah. Uh, let me set the stage for you, and I'll uh, get your thoughts on the Titans. So they're over-under sitting at nine, and they're tied for the 13th uh, strength of schedule. So. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on this team also. Um, I, I think both of these teams look phenomenal to me. Um, and I guess for anybody like keeping up with my over-under prediction so far, I, I, you might have already noticed this, but I think that like the 7-Eleven meme for the AFC last year is very realistically probably going to happen again this year. Um, just because of how... like. It, inflatedly good the top of of each of the AFC divisions are um like when you have like these two teams in this division like with the other two on the other side like because of that it creates a situation where I think where we've gotten to now in the AFC where it's almost impossible for there not to be at least seven teams rising to like the double digits level um and I think Indianapolis and Tennessee are both pretty much shoe-ins for that um Tennessee especially, though. Tennessee, to me, is kind of in the AFC elite. I haven't really, like, sat down and done my full power rankings yet because I kind of wanted to just go into these episodes without knowing what my final power rankings was going to be and not really like that, let that affect how I talk about each individual team. But I think I think Tennessee, like, at, at worst, is the fourth best team in the AFC. Like, maybe I could be convinced fifth. Um, but th- this team definitely could, like, be looking at a a pretty deep run in the playoffs again this year. I think we you've already mentioned Derrick Henry who, you know, everybody and their mom were were mentioning Derrick Henry last year and yeah. but uh, it, it became a little bit of a meme of course that the Titans pretty much only knew how to score like on the ground with Derrick Henry. So, like how do you fix that? You pick up Julio Jones who is like one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. So, Titans are looking really scary to me right now. Um Tannehill, Henry, and Jones, I think, like, are kind of, to me, looking to be the perfect trinity of AFC, like, offensive power right now. Um, And this team, they're not great defensively. They allow a lot of yards, um, like, in the air and on the field. But, and also, they have accidentally given themselves kind of a a tough schedule, like you said, um, by earning, like, you know, a game in KC. And also, I think they have to play Buffalo for, like, the third year in a row, which is, like, their, like, curse at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, like, kind of similar, similarly to, like, the Titans being the reason that the Colts can't really enter that, like, S-tier echelon, I think, like, the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Browns 
and the and um, the Bills are kind of have all taken turns like keeping the Titans out for one reason or another uh, for the last couple of years, with the exception of that one postseason victory over the Ravens. Um, and I think that those moments, especially since they keep earning these like regular season games against those teams, are going to continue to keep the Titans from ever having a year where they go like you know thirteen and four or or fourteen and three and just absolutely blow it out of the water, look like. And a Super Bowl contender, but I do think that this is probably going to be one of their best years to date, if I had to guess. Yeah, you mentioned they picked up uh, Julio Jones, so obviously that's huge, having one of the most uh, prolific pass catchers of like the past ten years. Uh, certainly yeah. isn't going to help. Certainly isn't going to hurt your team. Uh, and then you mentioned that Trinity they have, and that's not even mentioning uh, AJ Brown, who is a third, the third year wide receiver, and he had an, oh, yeah, a monstrous yeah. season last year. Uh, came out on the scene with 11 touchdowns with over a thousand yards so he's been a huge weapon for Tannehill and Tannehill has been he's had sort of a career renaissance since he's started for uh Tennessee once he escaped that yoke of Adam Gase down in uh we'll talk about more of escaping Adam Gase later but Mm -hmm. um He's really he's really been lighting it up as he's been playing uh, for the Titans. He's been one of the most efficient passers in the league. And uh, it's really cool to see a guy that a lot of people were probably doubting. Like, not probably. A lot of people were doubting him, including me. Like, whenever the Titans yeah. picked him up, I was like, I don't get this move, man. That He's not going to, like, push them over the hump. That Mar- Mariota can't. Um, but, yeah. man, obviously, <laughs> it's super wrong. Uh, they've been one of the elite teams in the AFC the past couple years. Um like you said, biggest question marks on this team is defense. Um, didn't do as much to bolster that this offseason as maybe you would have liked to see. But if you're scoring mm-hmm. like 40 points with your offense right, game, yeah. then it's like kind of a safe bet. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the Titans seem to be following, like, what a lot of what has kind of become, like, the AFC power pipeline uh, as of late, I've noticed, which as ever since, like, the Chiefs started being the de facto. AFC champion, all of these other teams have really stopped moving and away from defense and have seemed to decide like that they kind of want to go that same route and just focus on putting a, a consistent 30 on the board week after week and just hope that, you know, a cheaper defense can, can still hold the other team to 20 if you have like a spectacular offense or whatever. But I think like, even though we have definitely seen that work well for the chiefs and it's, and it has sort of started working for like, um, the Browns and and the Ravens as well. The Titans, to me, that like have not really had the firepower to do that yet. Like last year, when it wasn't working for Derrick Henry, like it just wasn't working for the offense. Period. Right. Um, so, which again, like even though I didn't think that they had a a, a a bad receiving core last year or anything like that, like Julio Jones to me is a very key pickup for that. That kind of says, like, you know, they didn't really sign any big defensive names this year. Like, that is what they want to do. Like, they want to keep elevating their offense um, and just outscore Buffalo next time rather than hold them to, like, a touchdown less. If that works, great. If it doesn't, like, I wouldn't be surprised if if we don't enter... If if the Titans don't find themselves, like, in the the final four of this AFC, uh, in the AFC this year, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we find ourselves in another t- like situation like they were in with Mariota a couple of years ago where it's like, okay, well like what isn't working here because this should be working. Um, even if now like working is maybe a higher standard for them than, than it was during that Mariota era. 
Yeah, right. I totally agree. And, um, yeah, again, with the Julio ad, they're really just replacing uh, Corey Davis, who departed, went to the Jets with Julio Jones. So massive upgrade, huge for this offense. But we will see how the defense holds up against you know, this tough schedule that they have. Um, I'm going to take the over as well. Nine seems pretty low for this team. Um, yeah. Especially, so if you look at, so the Colts are actually favored to win the division, I guess, because they're at nine and a half, Titans are at nine. I could see it go either way. I'm going to lean with the Titans for now. Uh, but, I mean, both of these teams pretty much have four free wins, it seems like, because <laughs> they both played the Jags and yeah. the Texans twice. So Yeah, really I think sure if I that. was running like a, a sports book site, I would have both these teams at 10 for the over-under. Yeah, um, that seems more reasonable, I think. But made it easier on us, so can't complain about that. Definitely. <laughs> so let's uh, hop on a train, head all the way over to the NFC South. Um, we'll go in reverse order for how they finished last season. So that gives us the Falcons first. Uh, like we just talked about, Titans oh gained Julio. <laughs> Titans gained Julio Jones. Unfortunately for the Falcons, that means they lost <laughs> Julio Jones. <laughs> Um, but they do have a new head coach coming in, Arthur Smith, actually, who was the offensive coordinator for the Titans the past couple of years and obviously did a great job. So maybe more of a uh, more offensive uh, fireworks to come for the Falcons in the future. Mm. Uh, I don't know so much about this year. I think they could be good, better this year. They finished like 4-12 and 12 or something bad, 5-11 and 11 maybe last year. Uh so pretty bad. Um, they got a new running back coming in, Mike Davis, who filled in for Christian McCaffrey last year on the Panthers. Uh, actually did really well. Um, so, I mean, they got uh, Matt Ryan still. I mean, he's a good, like, he's not going to win you the world, but he's going to play good football week to week. So mm-hmm. um, their over-under is sitting at 7.5. Um, they have the 30th ranked strength of schedule. They also added Kyle Pitts in the draft, who is – uh, freak of nature, tight end. Um, I expect to see like insane stuff from this guy, uh, even as early as this year as a rookie. Um, seven and a half, though. I feel like seven probably is a more realistic goal for this team. I don't know, because that 30th rank strength of schedule is pretty favorable for them. Yeah. Um, I think they can be good this year. They've got Calvin Ridley uh, as their number one wide receiver now. He's been great playing for this team for the past few years so they've got pieces to make it work i don't think their defense is going to be good though and i think that will probably be their downfall so i'm going to take uh the under here i'd say the falcons finish with seven yeah i'll take the under also i I would say probably closer to like six this is definitely like a low 20s team um as i perceive it at the moment uh i think like atlanta obviously realized last year um that their, their front office is quite a problem, which is why they changed up a GM and head coach. Um, so I, I do feel a little bit better about this new um, GM head coach duo that they're working with because I think they came in on week 11 last year, and I definitely was a little bit more impressed with their last six weeks um, <laughs> than I was with the first 10. So uh, maybe like that shows signs of good, but like you said, the defense is extremely untrustworthy to me um i think they were they were fourth in yards allowed last year they also scored 19th in scoring defense and i see that they were dead last in passing so um 
that's rough. And the like, they were incapable of shoring it up on the offense. Matt Ryan, I I don't think is like anywhere near where he was a few years ago. Unfortunately, I hate to say it. Um, and especially like without Julio Jones, who was like. Not not just a long time like wide receiver for him, but like a long time like favorite wide receiver for him. Right. Um, like leaving this team, I, I think that this like new head coach, no Julio Jones, Matt Ryan is like should be looking at retirement homes at this point. Like at this offense, I, I don't really know how they're going to find much of an identity. And so when you have like an offense without an identity and a defense that's very good at putting the other team's identities on display. Um, I, I suspect a lot of fourth quarter throws for this team again this year, unfortunately. Yep. So both taking, taking the, the under. under. Nice. Okay. So, uh, on to the Panthers. I will set the stage for you once more. Panthers over under seven and a half, 26 strength, strength of schedule. They finished five, four and 12, five and 11 last year. One of those two, uh, floor is yours the panthers yeah uh, a lot of time nfl fans will know this is maybe the team i've had the least amount of words to say about like over the course of three years we've done this show yeah um this is just the team i perceive the least <laughs> I, I just never know what to say about them um we took their like crap quarterback who i don't care about and gave him a home in denver so i guess that's pretty special so yeah um I, I, I just don't know, man. I am not too... Like, the Sam Darnold with the Panthers is not, like, a, a pairing that I'm particularly interested in. I, I This franchise has had no, like, clear direction basically ever since their, their second place finish um, at the Super Bowl back in 2016 um, when my favorite team won uh, the Super Bowl. Basically ever since then, just... Kind of have been spiraling out of control. I, I think like they've probably they're probably rivaling like mid two thousand tens Browns at this point. Like in the amount of quarterbacks they've circled, they've rotated through. Um, in the two or three years we've done this show, I, I could probably think of six or seven names that they've had start at this point. Um, right. Last year, I believe they came in at like four and twelve or something like that. That to me, I just don't see them making like a grand leap past that this year. Um, this is a kind of another one of the teams you were alluding to as being probably one of the four worst in the NFL. Uh, I, I definitely agree. I, I just don't see them skyrocketing past four wins this year. Uh, there's just not a whole lot that works with a lot of the other teams. I think the reason that it, it's so hard for me to perceive Carolina is because with a lot of the other teams, like there's something that even if they're doing bad, there's like something that kind of works in the games that they succeed. But Carolina tends to have a, a pretty wide range of like, I, I don't want to use the term like victory conditions in a game like football where it's just like score more points. But like, you know, yes. a lot of their wins, like, look pretty different from each other. It doesn't really ever seem to have a clear game plan. Like, their quarterbacks aren't normally picking up, like, like a favorite receiver or, like, finding a route that works over the course of a game or anything like that. They just keep it pretty one-dimensional. And um, for that reason, like, five, six wins like, seems about where, where I'd put them. So I don't remember what you said the over-under was. But, seven and a half. Um, seven and a half. No, no way in hell. Yeah, definitely taking the under on that. Yeah, so like you said, five and 11 last year. 
Um, I was going to try and spin this, be like, well, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey last year. Uh, that was big. Obviously, that was big. But they had Christian McCaffrey pretty much all the whole year before that. And they also yeah. finished 5-11 and 11 that year. Uh, but like you said, it kind of has been like a rotating door quarterback a little bit. Like, they'll have a guy. He'll get injured. They'll roll out somebody we've never heard of before. He plays a few games really well and then remembers, oh, wait a minute. I'm not this good. And they... <laughs> end up not winning a lot of games <laughs> two years in a row this has happened but a couple silver linings last year three and eight in one score games so they played in a lot of surprisingly close games uh lost to the raiders by four raiders aren't the best in the world but um they beat yeah. the chargers they beat the cardinals that was two surprising wins that they picked up um but they had some close games that you might not have expected to be so close uh they also got Sam Darnold coming in. We'll see if I talked about escaping Adam Gase. This is going to be Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's escaping Adam Gase year. Also escaping the Jets franchise as a whole. Just yeah, finally should, it'll do a body well, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. A, a lot of people are super down on Sam Darnold. I don't think I'm ready to call him a bust yet. I think uh, this is well, going to be his last shot to show if he yeah. really can live up to that hype he had coming out of college. And uh, interesting storyline, they're playing the Jets week one. So I think that's pretty important for uh, both of those sides. Like Sam Darnold wants to prove, like, man, it was them holding me back. Watch what I can do playing against them. Right. And then the Jets yeah. are going to be like, okay, well, we didn't keep this guy, so we got to show that this is, like, that was a merited move that we made. So, But seven and a half is too many. I think five wins probably, again, for this team is a realistic expectation. So I'm going to go with the under as well. Cool, cool. So New we, Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if we were going in the order of how they finished last year, we would talk about the Bucks next, but we'll save them for last. For Yeah. I mean, come on. I actually Obviously. forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's definitely. So, Saints uh, coming in over-under is at 9, and strength of schedule 22nd in the league. So, coming into the end of the Drew Brees era, well, we're... We've reached the end of the Drew Brees era. We're coming into the next era. Uh, big big question mark for this team this season is, are they going to play Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Uh, mm-hmm. This question kind of makes me think of that scene in the office where uh, Will Ferrell is talking about Andy <laughs> uh, to a prospective client. And he says, you could either make the best decision of your life or the worst decision of your life. And that's Jameis Winston. He's like, if you want some (laughs) cookie cutter guy that's going to get you your order on time like you ordered, this is not him. (laughs) Like, I feel like that guy is Taysom, but Jameis is, you know. So Jameis, his last season as a starter, threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Unfortunately, also threw 30 interceptions. So that's unfortunate, but... Um, yeah. I just think the NFL, I think the Saints will be more fun if Jameis plays. I think it just does the NFL good if we have Jason, Jason, <laughs> la, 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 Jameis Winston eating W's before games, uh, <laughs> throwing the ball into triple coverage. I mean, it's just fun to watch. Like, whether it's a good end result for the team he's playing for is irrelevant, but yeah. I think it'll be a good time. Um, yeah. Yeah, with, I have a, a rocky history with with Mr. Winston um, because he was the uh, quarterback for Florida State for a while, uh, which is my family's favorite team. So at one point, 
he won a Heisman and won us a national championship when we like had been the a joke team basically the entire time I had been alive. So it was like, oh, this guy's incredible. Um, and then he just kind of started doing Jameis Winston things that early on. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, I don't like hearing about this guy as much as I used to. Um, and now that he's in the NFL, I, I love it. I mean, like, if he comes to Denver, like, I don't know, I guess a lot to talk. But I agree. Like, <laughs> I think I think New Orleans might be making the worst mistake of their life. Uh, not going with Taysom here, but uh, sure, sure, sure hope that they're going to go with James Winston because I agree. NFL is just better with him in it. I, I saw a tweet that said that it's nice to have Kanye around so that there's one quarter, uh, there's one musician that's like actually insane and yes. not just pretending. And I and I think that James Winston is is that for the quarterback game. Um, and I, and, I, and I want I, I want to keep him around so. Um, but yeah, I, I think another big question mark for this team is also just Michael Thomas, uh, like still kind of looking a little weird after an injury from the first week of 2020, like got a surgery that I think they didn't even tell fans about until after it had been a month, like that he got in a foot surgery and they weren't sure what was going to happen. Um, yeah, that news just broke like a couple days ago, did it not? <laughs> yeah, that he so, got the surgery in, in like, like mid June. Uh, like, uh, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna be playing for at least four months. Uh, sorry, yeah, to just be telling you. Yeah, so I think that that's like already a pretty bad situation um, for the for either of these quarterbacks to come into. I've heard right. a lot of people say that that kind of leans towards Taysom because you probably don't want to drop Jameis into. A situation where like they really have like no wide receivers of note at the moment on on this roster. So yeah, I was gonna um, bring up it's very their wide receiver room is very uh, twenty twenty Patriots esque uh, when you take yeah Michael Thomas out of the picture. So yeah, for sure I agree. This this team to me like last year we kind of started playing around with this idea of treating teams like stocks um, so that you can kind of like talk about trends. This team to me is like a sell right now. Like I think that this is probably the biggest slump like in the NFL period, like from where I saw them last year to where I see them right now. Um, like, cause right now I'd say going into the off season, I had the power ranked probably sixth or seventh. And I think you're looking at like a high twenties right now with this team. So um, pretty significant drop. Would like to see, uh, Michael Thomas returned to the field, and uh, and if that happens, I'd also definitely would like to see them play around with Jameis because I do think Jameis, like good Jameis, is the best choice of out of the two. But bad oh, yeah. Jameis is obviously nowhere near the same level as like Taysom. So um, yeah, a lot of question marks with this team. But right now, I don't remember what you said the over under is, but uh, it, it's hard to imagine them going like way far beyond like an evens season like i think like nine nine and eight for this team would be viewed retrospectively as being a pretty big deal considering um what they do have to deal with going into this year so it, it's tough to peg a team that like last year won the nfc south as looking like a seven win team but that is kind of like where my heart is at right now with these guys right now all right so it sounds like you're leaning the under the over unders at nine um, yeah, I, I'd probably take the under then. All right, and uh, one more thing about Jameis. Uh, we haven't get to see him play much since he got that LASIK, so maybe now that he can tell oh, who's true. on his team, you know, maybe he <laughs> won't be throwing so many picks. Um, but It's going to be fun when that's that, that's going to be an unfortunate John to lose. I feel bad for him, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, what's your excuse now, man? You got 20-20 vision. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 
didn't we pay for you to be able to see these guys? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I don't know. I have there's so much wrong with this team. Like we, like you said, Michael Thomas not being in there is huge uh, deficit for this wide receiver room because now their best wide receiver is Traquan Smith, a name that I'm not very familiar with at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I don't know. They still got a relatively uh, like top. I'd say top 15 at worst defense. Uh, they still got Sean Payton, who is a good coach and can yeah. lead them to wins. In the, I mean, we saw it a couple years ago whenever Drew Brees was out for a stretch of weeks and Teddy Bridgewater came in. That defense and Sean Payton really just held them together. And yeah, for sure. They ended up doing well that season. So, And then Alvin Kamara. Uh, I don't think he'll probably be as prolific this year without Drew Brees because Drew Brees liked to dump it down to him a lot. Um, but... This guy has scored 59 touchdowns in 60 career games, so almost a touchdown in every game that he's played in. Uh, so that's pretty incredible. Like I said, I think he'll slow down a little bit without Drew Brees, but I don't know. I think I feel like nine is a good number. I'm going to make it a little spicy. I'll take the over for the Saints just because I think okay, I like it. I like they've it. got some good pieces still. And if Michael Thomas comes back you know, halfway through the year, if they're not already dead in the water by that point, it'll be a nice injection for this offense. So, yeah, see. So that leaves us with just the Super Bowl champs to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl last year. Um, insane. I don't, it doesn't really matter what you think about the guy. Uh, it's hard to debate that he's the best to ever do it. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Although although I will say, like I told you, I've, I've kind of warmed up to him a little bit since he left the Buccaneers or not the Buccaneers, left the Patriots. Uh, seems a little more open. Uh, When he leaves the Buccaneers, maybe I'll warm up to him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. But I don't know, man. Uh, He's just never going to age, I guess. He's like 43, 44. Still, like, a big thing that people talked about when he played for the Patriots was, oh, he's a system QB. Look at him. He just throws a bunch of short passes. He was airing the ball out like crazy last year, like throwing dimes 40, 50 yards down the field. So yeah. I just don't understand what this guy does. I don't understand. I mean, I guess we should all go vegan because it's really working out for Tom Brady. Um, but this team, uh, over-unders at 12, so I feel like that's real high. Uh, obviously, coming off a Super Bowl win, not that surprising. Uh, 29th ranked strength of schedule somehow. Don't know how they worked that one out, but Super Bowl champs have the fourth easiest schedule in the league. So, I mean, offense is just going to keep clicking. They're going to be good on offense. Tom Brady obviously showed us last year no signs of slowing down. They did have a close shave with a couple of bad teams last year. Uh, They crushed some bad teams. They got crushed by some good teams. Like, they had that 38-3 game against the Saints last Mm -hmm. year. So, I mean, when you average it all out, it adds up to a good season. So, um, Yeah. I couldn't... They're playing the NFC East this year. I think that... Definitely factors into that strength of schedule. Actually, all of the teams in this division have pretty favorable strength of schedule. That definitely factors into it is the NFC East. But I don't know. I could see this team dropping a few surprise games this year to some of those teams, maybe in NFC East. Um, I could uh, I could see them going under 12. Like They didn't win 12 last year, so it wouldn't surprise me if they won 
like 11 this year as well. So I'm going to take the under, surprisingly, as much as I just talked them up. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to take the under. Um, I think, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to put these guys out there as being, like, one of the weakest, like, Super Bowl champions of my lifetime because both because I was there for both years with the Giants. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Uh, but... <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, like, this isn't even, like, to, to crap on them. More so just to say how impressed I was with the field period last year. But, like, Baltimore, I mean, like, uh, the Buccaneers, as, as late as week 13 or 14, like, were really not, like, anywhere near Super Bowl contention for me. Um, yeah. I think... I think they had probably the best postseason run that I can remember. I think that they really turned it up um, in that in that postseason, is and especially like with kind of how the the beat up Chiefs were starting to look. I think by the time the Super Bowl came around, it was pretty clear to me who was going to take that game. Um, but like going into this year, like I'm kind of already back on like I don't know. The Chiefs look better than this team to me, low key. The Bills and the Browns, like, I could be convinced both look kind of better than them. I think the Rams might be, like, a better NFC team than this. Um, so, none of this is, like, again, it's weird because I don't want to make it sound like I think this team is bad because I don't. I think they're actually pretty solid. But, like, at one point last year, they were, like, 8-5 and five or something like that. Like, they're, they're not, like, the kind of team that could become, like, a dynasty, like, uh, like, um, the... Patriots were under Brady or and also they don't look to me like they're kind of wrapping up after year one of a of a of a like Peyton with the Broncos style four year run of just being like at the absolute top for the four years because even though they won a Super Bowl and, and the Broncos didn't manage to do that until their fourth year um, they they didn't show up with like the with the regular season heat that normally you would see a team like that's about to go through a pretty intense like Brady episode like would in their first year or whatever so a lot of this last season for them kind of looked like don't if it's not broke don't fix it to me like they had pretty okay draft scores but a lot of people didn't really seem to think they needed it they didn't really do a lot of like trading around um a lot of the people in the locker room seemed pretty interested in sticking around I mean weird yeah (laughs) yeah I'm not surprised why so it kind of looks like they just want to take another crack at it I mean, good for them, but I, I think a couple, I like especially the four teams I just mentioned, to me are coming into this year like above the mark that I would have put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at, like even going into the Super Bowl last year. So, um, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Cool. I think like over under twelve. I, if it was eleven and a half, I'd probably take the over because I do think twelve and five is a pretty realistic finish for this team. But yeah. I guess I will take the under with you. Um, like. Similarly, I, I I think this team like to me is kind of fifth best in in the league, um, which is crazy because I've seen a lot of sites rank them number one. Maybe the only controversial take I see is like that the Chiefs are better, um, having the Chiefs be number two. However, I will say that I know traditional media um, power rankings seem to have like this some rules where it's like oh like the Super Bowl champion from last year like has to be ranked number one or whatever yeah. like that kind of those types of things um so this team is incredible to me I think they're going to look incredible again if they if like I got a text from future me that's like hey like bet on Tampa winning the Super Bowl because they go back to back I wouldn't be like oh I didn't see this timeline happening like it seems pretty reasonable but there are a couple like up-and-comers around them that I think that they might kind of regret this too safe 
like this like rather safe than sorry thing. However, I will say like one pretty big move was picking up AB now that he's like allowed to return um, to the field. Uh, that is a pretty like clean pickup, and that that was kind of the only one that they seem to have like to elevate where they already were last year. I think that could be great, but I mean when I when I look at things that that team had last year, like if it was like which one would you fix first as GM? I don't think receiving core would be like where I would start with this team. So. Um, like it's great, but I think they were already pretty great, like in the air. So I don't know, lots of rambling, but that's kind of how I feel about this team right now. <clears throat> All fair points, yeah. So I I kind of agree with you. Uh, if uh, if it was eleven and a half, I might take the overs because twelve and five sounds like a sounds like a reasonable outcome, but. I feel like eleven and six is more reasonable than thirteen and four. So that yeah, it's kind of what led to. So I th- if people are gonna be like, "Wow, you guys sure talk down about the Buccaneers a lot." Like, I think we both think this is a really, really good team. It's just I don't know. Um, yeah, like you I said, mean, it took them a while to get off the ground last year. Um, yeah, there's reasons that they you know lost early games to like the Bears and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like. I don't think that they were the best team in the league when there was eight teams left last year. Um, they managed to be the best team in the league by the end of the Super Bowl. Like I, I'm not like they they clearly deserved to win it last year. Um, but like that doesn't mean that I don't think that they weren't like probably. I, I I think it's more I'm putting more respect on their name if anything by saying that like I'm looking at this team as being like the fifth best team in the playoffs last year who managed to to win the Super Bowl anyway. Um, and so, you know, that's a team that I definitely expect to have a pretty solid second year, but, but at the same time, you know, they, they weren't invincible last year. It, like, this isn't like the Chiefs coming off of their 2019 Super Bowl victory where it's like, I mean, going into this year, I, I don't know why there's any reason to believe other than them getting a back-to-back year. Obviously they ended up having a pretty unfortunate end of the year, but, um, like, I, I, all of this to say, the Buccaneers aren't returning to to this year with the with the normal like untouchable sheen that that I see on on like the reigning Super Bowl champion. Um, that especially for a reigning Super Bowl champion that retained all twenty two starters. It, like I, I I'm just curious to see if the league will be in, in better shape to take these guys on basically because I think I think with the league as a whole being kind of beat up last year, like that's how the Buccaneers managed to be the best team in the league. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe I just disrespect them because they have Tom Brady. Yeah, and that's just what we're used to doing for the last 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> tired of seeing this guy win. I don't like this team. They're not going to do good. And then they always yeah. do good anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we made it through the South Divisions. We uh, finally. Oh, yeah. Don't talk about these terrible divisions anymore. Uh, We've talked about 24 NFL teams, Andrew. 24 of them. 24. Eight to go. Uh my two favorite divisions. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, a couple of teams of particular interest coming up in next week's episode. Uh, yeah, I'd say like outside of Oakland, like I'm. I think that. Oh well. Oh my gosh, Las Vegas still. Oh yeah, Holy that didn't cow, even click that you just said that. I was like, yep, Oakland. That's the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> outside of Las Vegas, like the the West Division to me, like is pretty much all bangers conversationally. Like I think I think all seven of those teams have a lot of interesting storyline to talk about right now. So definitely. Um, Pretty excited about next week's episode, and um, thank you everybody who joined us for this one. I'm pretty excited to 
um, here if you enjoyed it. I, I would. I, nobody's ever reached out to us after listening, but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you changed that listener. Maybe this is um, the this is the week. This is the week. What uh, can you? What what types of things do you want to talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Just uh, I want to reiterate. Thank you for listening. Uh, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, if you're listening on there. I think that would help uh with our noticeability a lot for getting reviews mm-hmm. on there uh review us whatever uh, platform you're listening on we're available on several different platforms so maybe you're uh, tired of listening on apple maybe you're tired of listening on spotify guess what there's lots more options so just uh keep your keep your mind open when it comes to that uh also would greatly appreciate it if you would listen to our sibling podcast the good nba podcast just dropped another episode of that uh this week uh, talking about, uh, we we had a Bucks fan on. We let him do some flexing because they uh, <laughs> obviously won the won the not the Super Bowl, the finals. This is basketball. When a lot of te- people were doubting them, so the, the Super Basket, the Super Basket, they won the Super Basket. Uh, and then we got into talking about some off season stuff, some trade scenarios, stuff like that. So if you're a basketball guy or gal, uh, head over listen to the Good NBA podcast with me and Brendan Swan. We would greatly appreciate it. Cool beans. Um, I think that does it for us. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I have for now. So, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the NFL. Is um, make sure to come back next week, same time, same place. We'll talk about the Western divisions. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and the coin was able to post bail. So, <laughs> let's go. <laughs>